Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Kingsway Podcast from Pastor Sean. You are about to hear a message from a recent Sunday service. We consider it a privilege to be on a spiritual journey with you. So take a few moments with us and allow God to inspire you today. Okay, so we're in 2020, and I'm trying to make sure you avoid a bad 2020. The real question today is, how can you make sure that 2020 is better? I mean, just better. Better than 19? Better than 18? Better than your expectations for 2020? How can we ensure, I mean, make sure, I'll even, how can we guarantee that 2020 will be I'll let you think about it for a second. Is it come to church more? Is it to love a little more? Is it to give a little more? Is it to high-five the pastor a little more? I could use that every once in a while. No, Scripture is clear. I'm going to make it very simple for you. If you want 2020 to go better than 2019, you just witnessed how to do it. You pray. Plain and simple. You pray. The Bible actually says you need to pray, you need to believe, and then you need to receive. There's an entire sermon built up right there. A lot of us pray, but often we don't have any faith to believe God's going to do anything as if we're just going through the motions. And by the way, secret, you can't receive if you're all filled up with all everything else. If you have all the world's junk in you and all this other stuff in your mind, heart, and life, there's no room for God to put anything else, so there needs to be some room for God to put something. Amen? Amen. Prayer changes things. Prayer moves the hand of God. You can see it all the way back in Genesis, all the way through Revelations. Prayer changes things. It's so easy. So let me ask you a question then. Why do we pray? Is it simply because we want a better year? So I figured before I get into any, any detailed scriptures, I just want to, you know, just start from the very, very, very beginning. This is why we pray. Because whatever your plans are, whatever your resolutions are for 2020, whatever your strategies and agendas are for 2020, whatever your goals and outlines, if you do those for, for the beginning of a year are, don't put down, it's not going to happen because of God or get angry at God some along the way if things aren't going your way. You see, if we're in God's will, he has plans and a future and a hope for you. God's not the problem today, church. You know who the problem is? The problem is the enemy. The Bible's very clear. We fight not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against each other. You're not fighting against your boss. You're not fighting against the government. You're not fighting against your community. It says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. You can't fight that fight with any worldly weapons. You have to be able to know how to pray. It is instrumental. Individual private prayers, we talked about that last week. The here and now biblical prayers, something's going on right now, I'm going to pray even if I'm in Walmart. Corporate prayers, the ones we do together that you just witnessed Miss Camilla take place in. And the one that helped us bury that stake outside on our property. 
because we fight not against flesh and blood. We constantly look at our lives and say, why isn't this going on, God? Why aren't you answering this prayer? God, why isn't this happening? Have you considered for a second that it has little to do with God and a lot more to do with the enemy that's in your life at the present time? And I want you to think about that for a second as we think about today. And you say, wow, well, I listened to Kamala's prayer and I, I, can't, I can't pray like that. I mean, she had like 100 verses. I don't even know what those verses are. She said them so fast, I have to listen to the podcast just to write them down. Miss Campbell's been praying for years. Miss Campbell runs a, a, a prayer Sunday school and a prayer class to teach us how to pray. And you may say to yourself, well, I, I'm not capable of doing that. Today, we're going to change that. In the few minutes that I have, we're going to change that. When I was with youth, Pastor Chris, we were in a group with a bunch of kids, and uh, I, th- I don't know if maybe it was the food. It was something, and I just said to the group of kids, I said, who wants to pray? And you know, these are Christian kids that go to youth group, and not one, but two of them said, well, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to say. Now, it's not an indictment on Chris. They're in a public setting. And if I asked one of you to pray right now and I picked one out, I know if my wife was here and I picked her out, she'd say, point to someone else, son. That's right. She wouldn't want me to call on her. Praying in public is hard to do. They don't know what to say. You don't have the words. We're going to change that in a moment here. But why do we pray? Do you understand that in the Bible there are so many promises that God has for you? Just a few that come to the top of my mind. You know, the Bible says we can pray that he will bless you. We can pray that God will enlarge your territory. We can pray that God will grant you favor. We can pray that God will strengthen you, Miss Marianne. We can pray that God, one of my favorite ones, will answer you. We can pray that God will give you a sign. This isn't mysticism or Eastern religion. The Bible actually says it. The Holy One, this one right here. We can pray that God will go with us on a daily basis. We can actually pray that God would increase our faith. We can pray that God would have mercy on us. God is not the problem today, church. Do you pray all those prayers? Do all those things come to mind every morning when you pray or in the course of your day? Maybe not. I'll tell you. Let me, let me be more personal. I don't pray all those prayers. As a matter of fact, when I do some of these sermon preps and I put it together, I'm like, wow, the Bible says that? I totally forgot. I need to pray like that. And if I did and I wrote them all down, my prayers would look a lot like Miss Camilla's because they would just be list and list of things to pray for. The Bible is full of promises of blessings and favor in your life. Is that why we pray? Well, let's take a look real quick at Jesus Christ. Look, the Bible says this in Mark chapter 1. It says, in the morning, rising up, great day, great while before the day, Jesus went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed, Mark 1.35. First of all, if Jesus had to pray, then don't we? If Jesus couldn't get through his day without praying, he's the son of God, don't we need prayer in our life? 
Now, Jesus got up before the day and he prayed. I know there's some of you here that get up three, four, five in the morning and maybe you do that. This is hard for me to do. Why did Jesus do this? Because he wanted to spend time alone with the heavenly father. He wanted to spend time with somebody he loves. If you have somebody you love in your life today, I know you want personal alone time with that person. You don't want the kids around. You want to spend time just together doing your thing, spending time just talking, just being each other's presence. We pray one reason is because we love God and we want to get to know him and we want to have a relationship with him. That's what Jesus did almost every morning. Mark chapter one says the first chapter. We pray, you know, because we're thankful. God has done so many things in our life and we want to be thankful for what God has done and we want to share that gratitude with him who's put these things into our life. Amen? Bible says we pray because we want to glorify God. As Pentecostals, these come easy to us. We pray because we love God. We pray because we thank God. We pray because we glorify God. And in corporate prayer, like we do in church here, that seems easy and obvious. It seems like it's something we do a lot of. So you say, well, I take care of that on Sunday. It's okay, I'll do those prayers on Sunday. Because the prayers that most of us like to pray, they're a little different. Now, I'm not gonna call on anybody, I'll just call on myself. Because I know if I forget how to pray thankful prayers, if I forget how to play worshipful prayers, and if I forget how to just be still and be with God because my mind is racing and I got so many things, if all those things I forget, I know for a fact I won't forget the last one. That one we're good at. You know what that kind of prayer is called? Well, there are a lot of words for it, but my kids call it the asking prayer, the petition prayer, the request prayer. Just asking God to do something, to give something, to be a part of your life, and to change something. Asking prayers are all through the Bible. Most think, well, we should just pray to glorify God, to thank God. We don't need to ask God for anything. Really? Really, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. Now, this is a PowerPoint, so there's only one scripture on the board. I don't have enough room to put the scriptures before and the scriptures after. It's not unconditional, by the way. You can't just get anything you ask for. There are conditions, and we'll get into that in a second here. But the bottom line is the Bible says it's absolutely okay. In fact, he is asking you to ask him to receive something from him. The Bible says he has good gifts and he wants to give those good gifts to you. Asking from him is okay. This is a funny thing about Christianity. It's a funny thing about uh, righteousness and godliness. Why do we even need to pray? God knows what's on my heart. He knows what I want. Why do I need to pray? God can do anything. Why does we need to pray in order for him to do anything? Why does it work that way? You see, I think, I think we all are really, really, really ready to ask. We have things that we want to ask for, and we know how to ask for them. But I think, I think, that's why I highlighted on the screen here, it's a little bit harder to believe. We want to get bound up that, oh, we're not good enough. You know, we're not righteous enough or holy enough or Christian enough, or, or whatever enough for God to really answer my prayer. In fact, some denominations of Christianity suggest that God can't even hear your prayers. Only the holy or the elect. That's not what this scripture says. How about the Lord's Prayer? Do you guys know the Lord's Prayer? 
Here's what's on the screen right now. Just flash it up there, just a, a piece of it. It goes, Our Father. You know this prayer. It's in uh, Matthew chapter 6. Do me a favor. In the spirit of prayer, stand with me. Let's say this prayer together. Now we feel like uh, Catholic Church or call, response, stand, sit, stand, sit. No, I want you to be active. In him you have your life, your spirit, and your being. Your movement is from God. Let's use it this morning, church. Amen? We are supposed to be an army of one, active, not tired and easily overtaken, one ready for war, ready to pray. Let's pray this together. When we get to um, forgive us, it's forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sinned against us, just because that way we will remember what to say. So let's go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power. Amen and amen. You can be seated if you can. This is how church was in days of old. It was reading of scripture. Praying the scripture, reading of scripture, praying the scripture. This was old school church right here. Are you okay with that? Somebody is. Look, there in the whole year of 2019, when I would pray that prayer, because the disciples said, how do I pray? Jesus said, pray like this. When I would pray that prayer, there was one thing in that prayer that just stuck out to me so clearly of a reason why we pray. And I want to make sure you understand it today. I just want to get into a couple points, and then I'm going to leave you. It's going to be very simple this morning. It says, thine will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will in heaven is unconditional. It's happening. His will on earth, that requires something else. Do you know what it requires? You. Me. Why is that? Why is that? I have no idea. I'm not God. But I know this for a fact. God chooses to use you and me. He doesn't need to, but he chooses to. Why did God choose to ask Moses to put forth the stake and it turn into a snake? He could have did it without Moses doing anything. Why did he choose Moses to step a foot and put the stake into the Red Sea and it split? He didn't need Moses to do that. The Red Sea could have been split waiting for him as they come. That would have been so much easier. Why did he need Jesus Christ to pray over the loaves and fishes so there would be lots of food? God didn't need any of these things, but he chose to use you and me and human beings on this planet to be a part of his will. God wants his will here on earth, and I pray, start with us. Start with us. That's in the Lord's Prayer. It is a privilege and an honor, Lord God, that you would have your will on this planet and use me. And every one of you are privileged and honored that God will use you this morning. Amen? Okay, so those are facts. They're undisputable, undebatable, infallible because they're in the Bible, and I just read them. But this morning, I want to leave you with something that you will not forget. We prayed this prayer this morning. In a corporate prayer, we have a prayer guide so you know what to pray for. Just go boom, 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 right down it. Just use a lot of time and pray. If you want a corporate prayer guide, there's some out front there. 
there for praying corporately. This morning, I want to talk about when you're alone and it's time to pray in private. And it's time to ask God. Maybe you got your thankful prayers down. Maybe you got your worship prayers down. But it's time to ask God. How do you do it? What do you ask for? What's okay to ask for? What are the conditions? There's a lot that the Bible says about it, and there's a lot the Bible doesn't say about it. But here's what I know is so simple for this morning that we couldn't possibly get wrong. The Bible says in the Lord's Prayer to do these things. To ask God to forgive us, to lead us, and to deliver us. How will you remember this? I don't know. I asked God for an acronym. It didn't work out too well. But if you take the first letter of each of the word except for forgive and you use the O in forgive instead of the F, you get the word gold. So I'm giving you gold this morning. Maybe that's corny. I don't know. But it works for me because every morning when I wake up, I seek gold. I think G, give, O, or give, or forgive, L, lead, D, deliver. I can remember this, and I want you to remember this this morning. These are 100% guaranteed things you can ask God for, and Jesus Christ tells you to do it. Let's go through them real quick, will you? The first one is to give us. The Bible says give us our needs, our daily bread. Who's the us in here? If you are a family member today, when you pray this prayer, the us should not just be you. You're praying for your husband. You're praying for your wife. You're praying for your children. You're praying for whoever is in your sphere of influence. Make sure you include them and not just make it a selfish prayer. Amen? You're praying for this church. Amen? Now, why in the world would we pray this, give us our daily bread? I got money in my bank account, and every one of you do too. I guarantee you today you will find a way to eat. You will go home. You'll go to a friend's house. You'll stop at Panera or Chipotle. You will pull out a couple bucks. Use your credit card, your debit card, gift card, and you will get something to eat. So why should we pray that God would give us our daily bread? You see, in that lies the very simple fact that God wants us to be dependent on him. He gave you breath. He gave you life. He woke you up this morning. He gave you the skills and talents to earn an income. The money in your bank belongs to him. And he wants you to recognize that everything you do with it this morning, including eating, came from God, and he will continue to give it to you if you ask him to. We need to be dependent on him, him in our life. And so the mornings we say, or in the afternoons, or whenever you pray, Lord God, give us what we need today. And the things that I have that I take for granted in this moment, I will not take it for granted. You have given it to me and I'm thankful for it. Amen? And it's not just your bread for men will not live by bread alone, but pray for wisdom, the Bible says. Give us the wisdom we need today to get through the day, daily bread. Give us the blessing we need today, daily bread. Give us the favor we need today, daily bread. There are so many of these awesome prayers in the Bible. I can't possibly get to them this morning. So I've talked to myself, since I couldn't meet with the board, and I've decided that I am going to do a series on some of the most awesome prayers in the Bible, and it will blow your mind. Now, there's somebody in the church, I don't know who, I'm really, I'm really sorry. You gave me a book about this, and I get lots of books from the church. I mean, I have stacks of them, and I just go through and read the first one, second one. Some I love, and I go, yay, some not so much. I don't tell you, I just keep going. Well, this book has really marked an impact on me, and there's some prayers in there that have joined my attention, and so I want to share them with you as we go really awesome prayers. Wisdom, power, strength, favor, success, amen? 
And don't borrow tomorrow's trouble, the Bible says. Just ask God for today. This is one I have so much trouble with. I'm always worried about tomorrow, the next day, next weekend. I'm worried about all these things. Just, Just today. The Bible also says to ask God to forgive us. This means, church, that every day we should ask ourselves, what sin do we have to confess? Is there a sin that we need to confess? Is something going on in our life that is not right? Do we need to confess it? Confess it before God. If there is sin in your heart, the Bible says, and that is what it says, if there is sin in your heart, he will not hear you. That is the one time he will not hear you as a Christian. If there is sin in your heart, the only thing he can hear is that you ask for forgiveness of that sin. So I tell you this morning, if you wake up and you have sin in your heart, ask for forgiveness, amen? And the Bible has forgiven you, for much is given, much is required. So if God has forgiven you, forgiven people, forgive others. If there's somebody in your life, they must be forgiven. I don't care what they've done. I care what they've done. I see it in news all the time. Somebody does something terrible to somebody else, somebody says, I forgive them. I didn't forget it. I don't like them, but I've forgiven them. This is how we conform to God's image. By asking God to forgive us every day and look at our life and say to ourselves, maybe it's not sin. Maybe it's our selfishness. Maybe it's our anger and our frustration with the world or our family. Lord, forgive me of that. You've given me this world. You've given me this life. You've given me this family. Why should I be frustrated? Just let me get through today. Thank you, Jesus. And let me not be lazy. Thank you, Jesus. Forgive me for what I didn't do yesterday. Forgive me for what you asked me to do yesterday and I didn't do. I'll do it today. In Jesus' name, amen. Give us, forgive us. What's the next one? Lead us. This means you're asking God to direct you. This is allowing him to do something in your life. Every morning, ask him to lead you. Yeah, you're going to work. Yeah, you have to go to the bank. Yeah, you have to go eat. Yeah, you have to go to church. Yeah, you have to go do whatever. Take the kids to volleyball. Take the kids to basketball. You ask God to lead you in those things. Avoid the car accidents. Avoid the evil in the world. Avoid the things that he will allow to protect you from. But you need to ask him to do it. Ask him to lead you. This is not the leading where you say you want direction in your life. That's in the giving section. God, give me direction. God, let me know what to do next. God, give me confidence and insight. The Bible says we can pray for those things. It says to give us direction. This is not that. When you pray for direction, God is giving you something, and then you need to do something with it. He gave you some knowledge. You need to use it. He gave you some faith. You need to use it. He gave you some insight. You need to use it. It's like the GPS. Turn right. You need to turn right. That's not this. This is asking God to lead you. This is asking God to get involved and get you out of the mix. This is asking God to do something on your behalf, making you passive and him active. It's saying, God, lead me. Lead me not into temptation. Lead me not into struggle. Lead me not into ill will. Lead me. So that you depend totally on him, conform totally to him, and allow him to work through you. Why is it that way? I have no idea. James chapter 5 says something like, the affectionate, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. Those are a lot of three-syllable words. It basically means that the prayers of godly people have a lot of power. Why is that? I don't know why that is. But when you pray, things happen. God tells you to pray to give us, to forgive us, to lead us, and then it ends with to deliver us. You can pray this prayer in five minutes. Deliver us, of course, from evil, but get more specific. Father God, deliver, deliver me, my family, my children, my marriage, my friends from evil, from protection of the evil and his plan, 
We bind the enemy here on earth so that it's bound in heaven. Amen? From this world, deliver us from the sin in this world, the sin at my work, the sin in my community, the sin in the government, the sin that's here, the sin that's there. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Deliver me from that mess. And finally, deliver me from people. The first people that you need to deliver yourself from is yourself. Deliver from the evil that we are capable of, the evil we're capable of thinking, the evil we're capable of in our lives through addiction and through struggles. God does not want you to live that way. There is freedom in Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, literally ask him to deliver you. And it will not be on your own strength. It will be in his presence in Jesus' name. And may I remind you, the us again, do not make this just about you and your life and your struggles and your leading and prompting and your giving and forgiving. It's us. It's us. Pray for your children by name, your grandchildren by name. Pray for your husband, your wife. Pray for your pastor, please. Amen. There's so much here I would love to share with you, and I will. If you come back next week and the week after, I have a whole series on the prayers of the Bible, and it is mind-blowing. And I'll tell you, the first section of it is all about the stuff that you're all good at, asking for stuff. There are a lot of human beings in the Bible, and a lot of them ask for stuff. One of my favorites of all time is Elijah, and we're going to get to how he asks and what earnest prayers are. And we're going to get to some of the best prayers in the Bible. And you wouldn't possibly know it unless you study for hours and figure it all out. So if you're not, just come to church on Sunday and I'll share it with you. Amen? And hopefully that God will plant seeds in your spirit and it will raise up good fruit. We at Kingsway hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Sean. It was not by chance you listened to it. God is speaking to you. Visit kingswaycc.org to find the podcast from Pastor Sean. We pray today that this somehow inspired you to draw closer to God and to connect with His people, His purpose, and His power. God bless you.